looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is uh, an announcer at the MTV Movie and TV Awards last night. <laughs> From the upcoming series, Daisy Jones and the Six, Kylie Rio. <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> they got it wrong. <laughs> they tried so hard. <laughs> and I have to say, that sounds like I would totally do that. <laughs> I bet... 97% of the viewers of, of the said, 97% sure. of the 12 people watching that last night didn't think twice about it. They said, oh, there's Riley, Kylie Rio. Kylie Rio. You can't even see you correct it. Kylie Rio. Oh, there's Kylie Rio. That's an incredible way like to mess up a name. <laughs> I mean, switching the letters is, I've, I've done that a lot. That's a real, that's like a reading thing oh, sometimes yeah. when you're just like, this is an overwhelming name and I'm just going to go for it. That's a Who Weekly mistake too. Yeah. Like, this is a Who Weekly mistake. Also, is Kylie more like Riley or Kylie? Like, you know, that's... Kylie's more common, I think. She saw Riley and she thought Kylie. You know, I feel for this announcer. It's not tough doing that job at the MTV Movie and TV Awards, I'm sure. You mean it's not it's easy. Not, <laughs> it's not easy. See, Clearly. I'm doing the same thing. I know. We're what all think, making mistakes. Why do you think this show isn't live? We'd be a mess. <laughs> a mess. Thank God, though. I mean... The MTV Movie and TV Awards made some mistakes last night, but they, at least they made one good decision, which was awarding best song to... Marry me, marry me, say yes. They said yes. You know why they gave it in an award. Because they gave J-Lo, so like, J-Lo the generation... No, well, they gave her a generation award. And they threw that into boot. She looked amazing, which is they exactly said, why she goes to these things. This movie exists, and we will <laughs> pay homage was the was the best kiss winner the one is that why someone said wow that didn't go to zendaya when jackass forever won because someone kissed a snake and zendaya didn't win for her kiss with tom holland <laughs> the presenter goes zendaya didn't win this i think it's david spade it's pretty actually. funny that's funny pretty funny the snake probably attended and zendaya's busy you know <laughs> what else is there to say about the mtv movie and tv awards Vanessa Hudgens hosted. Apparently, she was good. Now, there are a lot of actors nominated for playing real women. Julia Garner as Anna Delvey, Amanda Seyfried as Elizabeth Holm, Lady Gaga as Patrizia Reggiani. 
I guess all it took for women to start getting dimensional leading roles was lying, cheating, and hiring a hitman to kill your husband. <laughs> Make some noise for our DJ tonight, DJ Snoopadelic. I was laughing at this E! headline inside Chriselle Staus and G Flip's PDA packed date night at MTV Movie and TV Awards, colon, unscripted. Which makes seems like <laughs> their kiss, their PDA was unscripted, but no, that was the name of the award show. And apparently they, mm-hmm. quote, look smitten and exchange kisses and smiles at the awards. Find out more about their date below. E! is trying to gaslight us into thinking that G Flip is more famous than I think they actually are. It says G-Flip27, who wore their signature sunglasses indoors, seemed to fit right in with the rest of the cast. Are we supposed to know that? (laughs) That G-Flip wears sunglasses inside? Well, MTV News is quite aware of the fact that G-Flip wears sunglasses inside. And that they have signature sunglasses. We also said we wouldn't talk about the Selling Sunset people anymore, but... Too bad. I guess there was a sort of connecting thread. I was surprised. I mean, there was nothing nothing to remark about uh, regarding Vanessa Hudgens, too who did her damnedest hosting it. I didn't see a single clip of her hosting it. True. But I guess she did a good job. You I know? guess she did a good job. She eyes always were not does a good job, but time. it feels like this event like might as well have not happened. Who's watching it? If not us, who? The hooligan who sent us the video last night. I know. Thank you to her. MTV, thank you so much. Adam DeVello and Skylar. I have to thank Netflix, our leaders. Jason. I thank you guys so much. And most importantly, the whole cast, I wouldn't be standing here. You can't do a reality show without all of every single person that makes it work. So thank you guys so much. And just really quick, um, I knew about this nomination before I had said, you know, anything about my sexuality. I'm not trying to get really deep with you guys, but the fact that this was voted on after means so much to me because I wasn't sure you know, how that was going to go. And I, I thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. But enough about the MTV Movie and TV Awards. Liam Payne went on Logan Paul's, God, what is it called? Impulsive, his podcast, Impulsive. Why even name it? Uh, why even name it? <laughs> why even throw it any sort of attention and name it? Didn't Liam Payne just cheat on his fiance? Well, allegedly. He what do you mean allegedly? dumped his fiance for someone else, but we don't know that it was cheating. We just know that he's with a new woman. Liam Payne a new American just woman. cheated on his fiance after <laughs> breaking up with her and then getting back together with her and now uh-huh. being seen immediately with a new person. And she's on TikTok uh-huh. like already being like this fuckhead. You know, like she's this guy sucks. like she's yes. like, fuck this guy. So he decides mm-hmm. to go on, apparently open himself up to questions where he gets to talk shit about his former bandmates who are more successful than him. Right? That's exactly what he did. He said, let me piss off the One Direction community even more than I've pissed them off by being unsuccessful. You know? But the dynamic is actually, it's not even just that he went on a podcast and did this. I think the fact that it is Logan Paul makes it even more pathetic and irritating because he's basically bragging to a complete, not to be rude, but a complete loser. Like, not like to be rude, a complete but a loser. Dolt. You know, not to be this rude, complete but... idiot. This dumb YouTube star, and this is the person that he's, you know, sipping his whiskey next to and trying to impress. It's like the fact that he's trying to impress, of all people, Logan Paul adds like an element of even more sadness to this. <laughs> you know, it's so dumb I mean... and depressing. And I said, I'll only do it if the right song comes along, otherwise I'm not bothered. I don't want to tarnish the legacy I have already. I've done something that's already worldwide famous and I've got fucking gold records. For it. I said, I don't need to do this. It's not important to me. Ed Sheeran wrote me this song and I thought, oh, shit, oh, no. here we bloody well go again. Oh, here we go, no. boys. Put your shorts up, off we pop. And um, 
yeah, we did the first song, billion streams. I think it outsold everybody within the band and I was the last to go oh and I never God. expected that. And I'm sat there going, it's gone rather well, hasn't it? If all that you have left is just like weird old shit talking stories about, again, bandmates who are vaguely more successful than you, I would argue some are mm -hmm. and some aren't. But I think the thing is, Liam loves to like run his mouth and Liam loves attention. So even though Louis I think they is all probably attention. objectively not more successful than Liam, we don't see Louis out here embarrassing himself nonstop like Liam does, unfortunately. Well, you I know? think this is a run. I mean, it's, it's more mm -hmm. One Direction fans can speak more to their individual, you know, tendencies to claim <laughs> attention. But I think mm -hmm. I think obviously Liam Payne is on a real run. So what did he say? He went on Logan Paul and said that one direction was formed around him, which is a claim that he says he's never told anyone publicly that a lot of the 1D fans were quick to call bullshit on. He said that Simon Powell, Cowell, Simon Cowell loved him first and formed the band around him. He's like, I've never told anyone this, but this was all like, it began with me. He talks shit about Louis, but then ultimately compliments him at the end of a segment. He says that one of his bandmates threw him against a wall, but didn't reveal which one. And he spent a lot of time kind of just talking shit about Zane, um, and then had to apologize for it. Well, this was also after his ex-fiance took a jab, quote unquote, on TikTok, and old X-Factor friend Cher Lloyd. He also talked about, speaking of uh, English women, he talked about Cheryl. Don't vaguely. talk about Cheryl. He talked about Bear. Do he not. He talked about Bear. Do and not the talk line about I, Cheryl. So he talked about Cheryl briefly, but this is the quote. It's sort of like, I'm not quite sure what the tone is, but I think it's complimentary. He says, to be honest with you, having the kid. It ruined the relationship at that point, but for all the right reasons. I was so excited for him to be born that I was actually worried I wouldn't love him enough. So he kind of doesn't say anything about Cheryl. He saves his ire for the other men who were in the band with him. And then he tweets, um, uh, guys, I wouldn't normally comment on this stuff, but when it's your family, it's hard to let it slide. They mentioned a specific incident involving Zane, which I responded to, but listening back, maybe I didn't articulate myself. Oh, really? I was saying that there will always be things we disagree on, but I will always, always be on his side. That's family. Zane is my brother, and I will stand by him forever. Like, didn't he just, like, talk shit about him? He talked shit on him, but then even in the clip, he, like, he takes it back. He's like, well, you know, Zane had a tough upbringing and I had a great upbringing. So I wouldn't want to like pretend to know what it was like to be Zane. But know? he also references the fact that like Zane allegedly beat up Yolanda Hadid or like shoved Yolanda pushed, Hadid. Okay, you let's know, like, be pushed he, Gigi he Hadid's shadily, mother during an altercation. He shadily brings up the fact that Zane pushed Yolanda Hadid. Yeah. Right. So I think he regrets saying that. Right. The person that, as far as I could tell, I tried watching the whole thing, but it was really just disgusting. I can't stand listening to Logan Paul or Liam Payne for that matter. Right. But like, he didn't really call out Harry by name. All of these quotes are really about uh -huh. Louis and Zane. And then the person who shoves him against the wall is unnamed. I think there's speculation that it was Harry, but we don't know. Is there speculation that it's Harry or are you just saying that? Well, because he compliments the he compliments the other two so profusely. Oh, and he doesn't and even specifically Harry. leaves this guy out. And mm, he I wonder why Harry. a not successful member of a former boy band would be jealous of the most successful person of the boy band. These guys love to fight each other. <laughs> they love to fight each other. But the thing is, they want to fight like in a boxing ring for like money and attention. Like money they don't want to. They're not yeah. like I'm going to beat you up privately. It's like I'm going to like stream this on like pay per view. You know, it's it's this we it's a I'll take weird bets. form. I'll make millions of dollars. It's a weird form of like a fake public almost wwe hulk hogan type fight threat like it's not a real threat mm -hmm. it's a fake threat <laughs> mm -hmm. 
There was a good TikTok response to this, which was a video of a spoon factory. And it says me after watching Liam's Logan Paul podcast. And it's someone in a spoon factory making spoons on this old device. But the song playing in the background is like a weird <laughs> pitched up version of Pillow Talk by Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly um, it actually took me like a solid 20 seconds of squinting before i realized what i was looking at and when all the pieces came together i was like that's good if you listen to this podcast you'll know why the spoon factory is funny you have all the pieces what is your biggest fear and why i have a strange fear of spoons lizzo commented on this which this is a thing about lizzo that always surprises me lizzo needs to not needs to because it hasn't it hasn't really fucked with her yet but lizzo is getting a little too famous to be as online as she is and she did this tiktok which she does but it's like tiktok observations where she just like speaks on pop culture topics and most of them are pretty innocuous and whatever but she briefly mentions liam's interview but not by name all she says is i don't know who lied to that poor boy but we all know he wasn't the front man and it's like of course she was talking about liam payne i mean i mean liz was trying to say on harry styles side exactly exactly and they're clearly right. oh actually yeah you're right yeah because they're so close now co-collaborators or whatever mm -hmm. yeah no one's like gonna be like yay liam payne like he kind of put himself in a quarter here like to be that's true not supported i'm sure he has gr some fans that are still loving liam but it is very uh it, it seems like not a smart idea there was one moment where there was an argument backstage and someone one ma member in particular threw me up a wall so I said to him, if you don't remove those hands, there's a high likelihood you'll never use them again. That is such a British thing to say. <laughs> it's just an awesome thing to say. Wait, what, was, what did he say after that? Oh, he just took his hands off. Oh, Had to can it. I was addicted to Diet Coke and other mothers judge me. But I managed to kick the habit, says Martine McCutcheon. McCutcheon. M McCutcheon. <laughs> Martine McCutcheon is uh, the famously fat Natalie in Love Actually. Oh my God, don't say that. I'm saying that rudely because the whole movie is like, isn't she fat? Isn't she fat? Isn't she fat. fat? She's not fat. Hello. Is uh, Natalie it? Oh, where the f is my f coat? Oh. Hello. Hello. Um, this is my mum and my dad and my Uncle Tony and my Auntie Glyn. Hi. Very nice to meet you. And um, this is the Prime Minister. Yes, we can see that, darling. And um, unfortunately, we're very late. Which is annoying because I feel like this actress then kind of had that in her like, oh, real career. Oh, it gave her a complex for sure. Right. It definitely fucked with her. So she, I mean, we talked about her for Did some we? reason recently. Maybe we cut it. But I didn't realize until we talked about her last time that she was in a pop group called Milan. Yeah. Before she was an actor. Yes. So she's like been doing this for a very long time. She's been famous for a very, very she's long time. She's more famous in EastEnders. for being a character on EastEnders than she really is for being in Love Actually to anyone who's not American. Like to us, you're mm -hmm. right. She is like mostly known for Natalie. And she still yeah. gives interviews where she's like, Hugh Grant is a fabulously filthy and great kisser. <laughs> Tell us what we all want to know. Was he a good kisser? Oh. Oh. Sherry, Sherry. No one tell Sherry. us the truth about it mysterious he was fabulous was he <laughs> yeah i'm not oh, gonna lie did he make everything go Ooh. yeah he did. Well, at, first, at first he was very polite and i thought mm, posh boys aren't very Stop good it, kissers yeah. you know maybe they're not very good kissers these posh boys but then when richard curtis said to him go for oh, it give it yeah. welly Ooh, did he? <laughs> did he? this is fantastic for me because it's been a long time <laughs> 
She loves her legacy, which she is does. cute. I understand why a lot of people don't like their legacy, particularly for that movie. No, she does. But she seems to really embrace it. But this thing about it, the like, Diet Coke was in the sun, and it cracked me up because it says, the mum of one's crippling craving <laughs> saw her guzzling eight cans a day, which led to her being judged by the other mums at the school gates. Martine, 46, confessed, I don't really drink tea or coffee, so the caffeine in it was my thing. I'd wake up, I'd be walking my seven-year-old into the playground with a can of Diet Coke, and the other mothers looked at me disgusted. Absolutely disgusted. She's not got her posh coffee cup. She's rocked up with a Diet Coke. I was drinking at a time of day before I even went to bed. I had always had a can next to me. I love that little buzz it gave me. Last year, she impressed fans of The Masked Singer performing as Swan. And she completed a, <laughs> completed a live tour of the ITV show last month. So this that, mm-hmm. that has to do with her Diet Coke habit. But this article starts with her, you know, admitting that she has a problem. Or she had a problem. She had a problem. She kicked it. Mm. She kicked the Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why she stopped doing it. Like, it seemed like it really just, like, improved her day and that she loved it. But, you know, she decided she didn't want to do it anymore, so she stopped. I know a lot of people who are in the Diet Coke thing. I don't really... I know it's not oh, amazing, but, you know, of of all vices, yeah. not the worst. I laughed at a... I saw a funny... Retweeted onto our Who Weekly feed. You know those, like, water bottles that you have, like, that have, like, 64 ounces of water in them? Sure. And they have lines on them that are like, keep going, yeah, doing a good those. job, and they're always you're like almost there, halfway there. Yeah, everything's kind of like always a little bit off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you got the curly Q like Instagram font. Yes. Um, this one said it was filled with a dark oh. caramel liquid. Oh. And it said, <laughs> just got a new bottle for my Diet Coke. And I was like, yes. There's nothing wrong with that, in my estimation. I don't know. I have 64 ounces of Diet Coke a day. I have a friend who's uh, who had a friend who used to show up to people's apartments with a liter of Diet Coke and put it in the fridge for later. <laughs> like, for himself. <laughs> kind of funny, right? Do I know this person? No. No. Okay. That's really funny. I mean... You were talking about this recently where it's like, no one wants kegs at our age at a party. They all want to bring their own beer that only they want to drink. It's so depressing. (laughs) You know you're old when you get a keg for a party and you're like, free beer. And everyone's like, I'm drinking hard kombucha tonight. Sorry. (laughs) And you're like, "Uh, okay. But not that hard kombucha. I'm drinking the hard kombucha that I brought. It's watermelon. It's 4% alcohol. Well, as if I'm getting hard kombucha in a keg. But it seems like everyone's so picky. You gotta like, nobody wants to drink your like Pacifico in a keg. I've never been able to get over the hump of day one of not having caffeine to, like, see what my body would function like without it. I've and? never gone more than, like, no, I just, I've never gone oh, that I thought far. You I don't think I've gone more it. than a day without caffeine in 15 years. She went bankrupt in 2013 and the Daily Mail wrote about <laughs> it. But Sorry. I love this Daily Mail story because it ends with a little red box that says, what does bankruptcy mean? <laughs> I love that. Service journalism. In January 2010, she became the face of Dannon's UK advertising campaign for its Activia yogurt brand. So she's sisters with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Spiritual sisters. That's great. Spiritual sisters. I like this who because I feel like she's uh, she does everything, you know? And that's why you have an article that's like, I have I'm the Diet Coke thing because the son knows that she's like an interesting person. And I know we're probably going to get like calls from British hooligans who will have some more context for this. But like, as far as I can tell, there's really kind of no or at least very little dark energy surrounding her she seems to be in a good place wow, even a... in the story about her bankruptcy she's like you know what i'm persisting i'm mo- i'm going on it's gonna be okay you know no like, offense, but that's a, a brave a positive woman that's a brave statement to put forward with this little 
yeah. amount of. That's why I hedged it at first. You know, that's why I hedged it a little at first. But I just, you know, I just support her positive. Diet Coke drinking. I mean, I don't, you know, I just want her to be like happy and drinking Diet Coke. Not to, not to like tell I love a person Coke. what to do with their bodies, but like, I kind of wish she started drinking Diet Coke again. Like, cut everything else out. Truly the worst thing about Regal, where we go see f- movies, mm. is that Pepsi. they're a Pepsi theater. And all I want is to drink a Diet Coke during the movie. And yeah. I have to either drink a Diet Pepsi or a regular, well, not drinking that. But I just, I don't know what to do. I never know what to do. Never know what to drink. I know. I got a Diet Pepsi last time we were at Regal. And I was just like, the whole time I was drinking it, I was just furious. We should sneak it was in disgusting. Diet Cokes. Don't tell them. Well, you have a great relationship with the box office guy and the doorman. They're not. They're going to turn a blind sure, eye. Sure, but it's one thing to sneak in food, but to sneak in an off, an off-brand loyal soda is almost like it's insulting. You know what I mean? Like they'd kick me out, and never let me back. If <laughs> they, they put saw, you on a list? like if they saw my like empanadas, they'd be like, "All right, don't sneak in food. Come on." And I'd be like, "Okay, next time, see you later." But I feel like if they saw Diet Coke, they'd be like. This is your traitor. If the what am I? What is the hypothetical here? AMC does a similar thing with Regal's cl- cl- clown card, where you can do unlimited movies, and AMC is a Coke theater. No, would you switch to them just for the Coke for the Diet Coke? If no. there was a theater as convenient, do the seats go all the way back? Mm, no. Then no. Then no. No. So the seats matter more than yes, the Diet Coke. Definitely. Yes. Okay. That's fair. How do you that's feel? Totally Don't you agree? Uh, I think I agree. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world premiere of a great new soft drink. The world premiere of Diet Coke. Introducing Diet Coke. You're going to drink it just for the taste of it. Introducing Diet Coke. This is the one from Coca-Cola. Recall the taste with just one calorie. You know, Jonathan Chebin's food god transition has sort of stuck. It's stuck mm, more strongly than I think I ever expected it to. We're still calling him food god. I, just... I kind of thought that would go away. But I feel like but it's I don't really all know what's happening marketing, here. though. Like, we're, like, we're calling him... It's to get exactly this kind of deal. It's like because he's calling himself food god. And for some reason, Hertz still wants to work with him. I What I truly don't understand is... Does whoever hired Hertz, like this marketing company or an advertising agency or Hertz themselves, mm-hmm. do they think Jonathan Chebin is cool? Like, is Jonathan Chebin on a list of, like, cool food people, like, right above, like, um, you know, uh, Tom Colicchio? Like, who, like, who's on the list? <laughs> yeah, it's like Tom Colicchio, Padma Lakshmi, and Food God. No, oh, I mean, and, a- like, uh, Rachel Ray, you know, like, and who else is on this list, right? Like, I just want to know like brad from bon appetit and jonathan chabin are like you know fighting it out for this Hertz well, sponsorship you, you have your oh god don't mention brad from bon appetit Too late. oh my god Too late. how he was giving everyone botulism a few months Too ago late. jesus um and then the, but the thing is you like the food god hasn't given somebody people. botulism with his cooking get out of here <laughs> well here's the thing the trendier cooler food people the one i'm thinking of is um tabitha brown they're about like Health. She's a vegan. Health. Like, the 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 appealing thing about Food God, for as repulsive as he is, he will put anything into his body, even if it's just slopped out of a Hertz food truck. You know, like, he'll eat or pose with anything. And I think that that makes him sort of appealing to brands. 
I want to explain to you how deranged this sponsorship is that they did with the food god. Hertz hired a food truck with food god to, quote, surprise Hertz customers at LAX. Okay, so imagine you're like flying in. No one at LAX, LAX wants to be surprised. You're All already they want is to leave miserable. LAX. This is one of the worst airports, probably the worst airport in the United States of America. I would argue JFK <laughs> is up there too, so I'm not being biased. But LAX is pretty awful. And you are like, get me out of here, right? Like all I want to do is just mm-hmm. fly out of here or take a car mm-hmm. out of here. And Jonathan Chebin, a.k.a. the food god, arrives with a food truck full of like, looks like cheese fries. Cheese mm-hmm. fries? Cheese fries. In cheese honor fries, of chicken. Memorial Day weekend, which I would argue is offensive. I could argue is offensive for sure. Okay. <laughs> but would you? Will you argue that it's offensive? I am. And a step and repeat. Okay. And he's just chowing down these disgusting foods right in front of you. And you're just trying to get your Hertz. You're just trying to get your rental car. I don't really understand like where this is. I'm assuming it's outdoors, right? It's outdoors. So it's people who are waiting for their family to pick them up or like a car. Or is it at the rental car facility? Because if it's at the rental car facility, that makes it worse. I would like you to notice that none of these photos of this promotion feature anyone but him. There's no customers. What's up, guys? It's Food God at Hertz LAX. And we are feeding everybody coming into town for the big weekend. We got the poutine brothers here. Look at this. Look at this incredible poutine. Lots of cheese, fries, the gravy. We got the Koji Korean barbecue. Wow, the moments that matter are here today. He said, it's really just these kind of moments that matter with Hertz and kind of giving their customers an experience at LAX, Food God told Us Weekly. Customers had the chance to stuff themselves with substantial food before jumping onto planes or sitting for hours in LA <laughs> Okay, if you go to the actual Getty page for this, there are some civilians who are chowing down on these Honestly, pretty delicious looking cheese covered fries. But it's, do you want to know where it is? It's like at the arrivals gate. It's at the like departures line. So it's people who are showing up early, I think. It looks like the departures level of LAX. Could the airport be any more of a depressing and stressful place to be? (laughs) No, let's add America's most hated reality star, Food God. (laughs) Giving you branded Hertz French fries? Giving you... I don't want to deal with Hertz people when I'm at the airport. Giving you rental car franchise. Food God makes a surprise appearance at Hertz, at the Hertz lot in LAX. So it's not even where I thought it was. It's people who are renting cars at Hertz. This makes so much more sense. This should have been obvious, but it makes more sense when you read it. It's people who are arriving at Hertz, about to wait in a long-ass line to pay for their overpriced rental car because of the supply chain issue. Yes. And then he says, oh, while you wait three hours for the car that you reserved that isn't actually here, would you like some free, or right. maybe you have to pay for it, cheese fries served to you by Food God, a person that you probably never heard of, but you can tell is disgusting. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as you're waiting for your, you know, compact SUV to show up, but it's actually going to be a minivan, you know, you are going to be eating <laughs> disgusting cheese fries. God, the cheese fries kind of look good, though. No, they The thing don't. is, I do want the cheese fries. I do want the cheese fries. Getting those free cheese fries at Ripper's last week? Oh. The close friend of the Kardashians partnered with Hertz in celebration of Memorial Day weekend. Like, I've never seen a more disrespectful celebration of Memorial Day. The only place worse than LAX in LA is the rental car counter of LAX. That's true. You know? That's, that's just a bleak, bleak, bleak place. He said, let's go moments at LAX with at Hertz with a poutine surprise. Oh my God, it was poutine. Poutine surprise. What food <laughs> trucks do you love? Hashtag Hertz. Let's go. Hashtag ad. 
he also went on Us Weekly's like video chat series to talk to what's her name Christine Grimaldi it's always this woman this woman is all she's putting in so much work I mean this woman literally does like she's in she's a martyr like they should I don't want to overdo it but she's a war hero yeah I mean <laughs> she honestly because she has to interview Jonathan Chebin in front of a sign that just says hurts from her <laughs> what I think is a very nice living room and ask him about freaking rental cars well no not even that Lindsay in that video, he's talking about Kim because that still course, is his only currency, it right? It, it's his relationship to the Kardashians. So, so of course, Christina Garibaldi, who is, again, the war hero at Us Weekly, who is constantly doing these video interviews with these awful people, is like, tell us about Kim. Tell us about Pete. And what does he do? He speaks in generalities. He just goes, she's happy, and I'm happy that she's happy. Kim's Kim always, always happy. happy. That's the beauty of Kim. She's been happy since I met her, and that's why she's so successful. I mean, I don't even understand at the point at this point what this man's purpose is, but continues to thrive. But I do want cheese fries. I mean, look, it's working. People just got off the plane. Absolutely. And literally coming here, and, and, you know, they're experiencing it, and uh, they're hungry, they're tired, and it's the moments that matter with Hertz, and I wanted to connect the two. Well, you're the food god, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this. What should I eat today? Well, you look like a girl that likes French fries. So I I'm gonna, do love my fries. I'm to take you to the poutine one. How'd you here. know? How could you tell? You could just tell because you're wearing like, let me see, the glasses. Just are, you got like a brownie fry color outfit on. Today. Okay. Well, I love that chocolate A well brown. done fry that I love well done fries. Nene Leakes. Nene Leakes. Don't typically talk about housewives, but she's not really a housewife anymore. She's just a celebrity. That's true. Last time we talked about Nene Leakes, she started dating that like cute menswear designer, um, Neoni Sio. And that's kind of been it. They're still dating. She takes photos with him. And it's been kind of like this very normal, no drama relationship. Suddenly, she's being sued. And she's being sued by his estranged wife. Mm -hmm. Because I guess they're not fully divorced. But it's like, I was like, okay, why is she being sued? You can't just sue someone but apparently you for can. cheating. But you can. <laughs> but you can. North Carolina is one of these seven states where a person can sue a spouse's extramarital partner for alienation of affection. Alienation of affection. Most states have disallowed such suits because it's really just the game of love. Uh, but but this is one of the states. I wonder what the other states are. This might be good to know. Alienation of affections. It has a Wikipedia page. As of 2016, alienation of affection was recognized in six U.S. jurisdictions. Okay. Hawaii, North Carolina, Mississippi, New Mexico, South Dakota, and Utah. Damn. So New York's she's not in there. Her in a, and she's doing her. Oh, my God. That's all the courts would be doing in New York. I know. So this is all based out of North Carolina, and she's suing her for emotional distress, mental anguish, and loss of affection. Okay. For over one hundred thousand uh -huh. dollars, the woman's name is Malamine Tamesio. I guess they're still married, you know. Yeah. But Nini has been dating this guy for a while, and she posted a photo after the lawsuit was picked up by TMZ. God, this is just like, okay. Nini posted a video of her with Neoni in a car with the caption "Yours, mine, and ours" because it was playing the song by Mooney Long, "Yours, mine, and ours." But she specifically put that line up there mm -hmm. and then she says a lot is going on in the world i'm already out here being called a husband stealer and this is just too much nobody is out here stealing husbands are they i would never it's a lot going on in the world i'm already out here a husband stealer and this is too much and ain't nobody out here stealing husbands are they 
I would know. There's too many going around, honey. So a lot of single people in the building last night. So um, I don't think it's nobody want to steal nobody else's problems. I can tell you that right now. So, who knows what's going to come of this, but I've never heard of this because it's only available in six to seven states. This woman needs to talk to her ex-husband. Like, why is he not being named any of this? Why is NeNe Leakes responsible for this? Why is this her job? Because that's the person that you sue. That's crazy. That's the person that you sue. Sue your ex. It says, to succeed on an alienation claim, the plaintiff has to show the following elements. One, the marriage entailed love between the spouses in some degree, so the original marriage. Two, the spousal love was alienated. Three, the defendant's malicious conduct contributed to or caused the loss of affection. So that's why Nini is the defendant. It's like, you're the one who sabotaged a relationship that, before you came into the mix, was filled with love. This is why you can only do this in six states. Because it's so fucking it's stupid. stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Nini stays in headlines. That is what she mm. is very, very good at. But, you know, a lot of the times it's for calling out like Bravo for actual shit that they should be called out for. So, you know, it's she is one of the people that's out here being like, I'm not taking money from Bravo anymore. And I will continue to tell Mm -hmm. you that, like, it's a fucked up place to work. But I am still engaging in reality TV adjacent behavior, such as being sued by the ex of my boyfriend. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else (laughs) is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. (laughs) What when I sleep to, on other beds, what is there I else get to say mad. is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently, their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper, some people are back sleepers, some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's, time- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen 
tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses. I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jacket sweaters and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. We're probably going to cut this segment, but we can talk about it anyway. Talk of the chimpanzee is alive. What does that even mean? Why are we cutting this? Why would you say that? Well, I was re- I was reading this again, and I was like, oh, God, this just screams we're going to cut this to me, but maybe we're not. What happened? Well, this is the headline that I first saw that I was like, hold on a bit. Alan Cummings' missing co-star chimp found alive after owner faked his that death. That sounds amazing. The bizarre saga involving Tonka the chimpanzee, PETA, and a protective owner takes another surreal twist. Shout out so Alan to Cummings Cheyenne starred. from Rolling Stone for keeping us updated here. Alan Cummings was like, had to get involved in this situation because there is a chimpanzee who has been in a lot of movies. He started his name is Tonka the chimpanzee and the jo- George of the George Jungle, of the Jungle and Buddy alongside Alan mm-hmm. Cummings. So Alan, Alan Cummings Cumming. was only trying to look out for his They're co-star. Buds. He's not just like obsessed with the random chimp. He's like, this guy is my co-worker who I loved dearly, yes. his chimp. From Jim Henson Pictures comes the incredible true story. My dear woman, the gorilla is an unfathomable mystery. Revolutionary as it might seem to you, I have encountered no limits or even real difficulties. That's preposterous. Of a woman who wouldn't give in. I got to chew it on. Well, it's the only way he eats, you know that. You realize what you have accomplished? You are the missing link. And an extraordinary creature. But he's a perfect gentleman. Yes, with perfect table manners. Your foot goes on the floor. Who just had to grow up. So the owner of this chimp is someone named Tonya Haddix. Okay? Tonya tells someone that the chimp had a stroke and died. Uh. And they cremated the chimp in a fire pit and like, bye-bye, bye-bye Tonka. Uh Uh-huh. But then people discovered that Tonka was alive Stop. and has been living in Tanya's house. No. Like, in Missouri. Had a whole guest and he suite, had a right? In Missouri. TV in Missouri. With an iPad. Well, an iPad like touch device. I think they're just like dragging the Microsoft Surface or like a Kindle Fire, you know? Well, whatever. So basically, this chimp so, was like <laughs> hanging out, having honestly a great time watching TV the time of his this life. whole time. The reason that Tanya did this is because. PETA oh, they were coming has been him. trying to take this chimpanzee away from Tanya for they four years. They said screen years. time is not good for a chimp's mind. <laughs> they said, I'm quoting Rolling Stone, faking Tonka's death was a last ditch effort by Haddox to keep her beloved chimp after a judge ordered her to turn over Tonka and six other chimpanzees oh, to an ape sanctuary in Florida. And she said, I will not be doing that. He died of a stroke. Alan Cumming gets involved. Do you involved. think the chimp is watching The Staircase on HBO? What do you think he's watching? I don't think so. That's traumatic. That's traumatic well, for a so chimp. So you think he's just watching like happy things like hacks on HBO? 
He's watching like Heartbreaker over and over again. Oh my God. He's that's like, I so heard cute. this was nice. <laughs> He's like, I heard this was nice. So Alan Cumming gets involved after all of this starts happening in 2017. Uh-huh. This is why it's old. This is why they're talking about this. So back in 2017, when the judge was like, please give Tonka and the other chimps to the ape sanctuary. She was like, no, I won't do it. Right. Okay. In Florida. Even Alan Cumming was like, you have to get this chimpanzee out of Missouri and wrote a letter to the Missouri facility. This woman Haddox isn't named here, but I assume that she's part of the situation. He wrote to the Missouri Primate Foundation claiming that he believed Tonka was sent to a California sanctuary after filming, but recently learned the chimp was at the nonprofit facility in Festus, south of St. Louis. And he said, I wish it had been in California. I wish it had been in better housing. Please let's take care of this chimpanzee. And it looks like that woman didn't take care of the chimpanzee. She just gave it an iPad and said, good luck. It's not how you're supposed to take care of a chimpanzee. You don't just give it an iPad and say, uh, here's, you know, you, you can watch Love Island <laughs> yeah. on Hulu, you know? There's at least 40,000 episodes for you. Would you let a chimp watch Love Island? No, absolutely not. I I'm, <laughs> right? no. I barely let myself no. watch Love Island, willingly. It starts again this week. I Trust me, I know. I'm. Don't you always, like, give it a shot and then stop? No, I watch the whole thing all the way through and just stop telling you about it because <laughs> it gets embarrassing. But my Love Island heads know that this is the high point. This means the summer has really begun. Every day. Every day. No, I, oh it my it God. fully rots your brain. I mean, I, I don't think this chimp should be watching this much TV. It's not not good. The chimp is definitely, they're going to try to move that chimp to a better sanctuary. Okay. You know, where it will not be watching Love Island. Okay. <laughs> good. Yeah, well, I spent a lot of time with, you know, obviously during the film, and I trained with them for about a month or so before we started shooting. And... Uh, yeah, and they're real easy. They're just like babies, you know. They're just like kids. And if you try, if you sort of show them that you trust them, then they trust you, and hopefully, probably when jump you, away now. when you found out you were going to do this film, or mm. when when it was under consideration, I'll put it that way, mm. did you think oh, I don't know if I want to work with animals, or did you welcome the opportunity? Oh, well, I really welcomed it. I, uh, you know, I hadn't really worked with animals before. Oh, bye. <laughs> See ya. Uh, she's got a commercial. She's got to go and shoot a commercial. So that's my lunch with her agent. So unfortunately, Busy Phillips and her husband broke up. What kind of transition was that? 14 years. Yeah, they that's were together a for a time. long time. People, this really fucked people up. People were really sad about this online. Well, Busy, like, is, you know. Uh, no judgment on this a chronic oversharer on the internet in terms mm-hmm. of just has a podcast uses store uses instagram like loves to be in mm-hmm. connection loves to be real loves to be honest and i do think it was probably stressful to not be real and honest because they broke up over a year ago and i think she like kind of kept that from her her audience her her fans and it must have been hard because she's talking about everything she- else under the sun you know it's been like just very well established right like you make a statement, you're committed to remaining friends, please respect our privacy and our family's privacy in this time, right? Yeah. But the truth is like, who made that rule up? That right. that's how you do it. Right. Right. She kept it from the audience to the point that it was kind of rumored like we we got calls about it we never played them but it was like what's going on with busy and her husband i don't hear from him much well, they also like moved, people were noticing they sold their house in the la accent. and moved to new york and that was kind of like oh why you know that's that's unusual yeah, yeah. to me that's normal i did that too i totally understand that busy but yeah i didn't buy a house fyi but did the move but did the move <laughs> but 
but they were like, what's going on with the marriage, which is obviously a very uh, rude thing to think immediately, but you have to. And she kind of, although she has this three hour podcast, she didn't say boo about it, you know? Until she did. Until she So finally she did use her podcast to make these revelations. And she said, it's been a really long time that Mark and I have been separated. And our kids know. Our families know. Our friends know. Mark and I talked about it. And when we first separated, we couldn't even think about putting one of those statements out. It made us sick. Both of us. Truly ill. It's a journey. That's interesting. So, of course, someone who is as hyper online as Busy Phillips. But this is where it hits you in the ass, which unfortunately, and I'm sure she would agree. That's what's kind of like interesting about this, because I think she's self-aware enough about like the the nature of fame to be annoyed that this is a news, but also kind of realizing that the obligation. uh, Right. Like she's out here at the like, uh, what was it? The Rouse, the Rouse pasta sauce pop up, you know, like this, this, sorry, Rouse, like this is her job and career, you know, like to promote yeah. and she's only getting these opportunities because she's such a successfully online celebrity and she has a fandom that's not just from like her projects it's also from like people who really think that she's cool and love her personality so she finally did it she didn't release a statement she just did it on her podcast right. uh but i think that yeah the 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 burden that she definitely felt to release the sort of statement that she herself would comment on you know is i think I don't know, kind of a fascinating thing to think about. Like someone who who considers those sorts of things pretty deeply mm-hmm. when they happen is like, oh, I feel obligated to do this. She probably It probably took her a lot of time and presumably therapy to realize, no, Busy, you don't have to release that statement. You don't have to do it in a way you don't want to do it. Right. You know? Right. But when you're that online, you think you do. And when you are famous, you owe you it you to whatever. I think, you know, this you is don't. an interesting way to do it. Part of me is kind of like maybe she's saying something because maybe there's other stuff going on as well with him and her, like with new relationships or mm-hmm. with whatever. So it's like we do need to like and, and so people don't accuse of cheating, you know, because we are in the we are in the public yeah, eye that's what I thought too. that we need to kind of like just put this out here and be like, yes, it's confirmed. We are broken up. And also, like, right. it's funny because some people really care about this and some people don't even know who she is or care at all. That's like the funny <laughs> thing. It's like this almost like thick line between the two versus a thin line. A thick line. No, there's there's a quite thick line. And also, people barely even know who this guy. They Like, he is, at this right. point, no offense to his career, but also who cares? He's... Mm, He's quite famous for being Busy Phillips' husband. Sure, but she did write about him in her is, book, you know, in her memoir, writer. and it was a yeah. little bit messy. And I think she, you know, obviously that's what that's what sells books is this kind of little bit of a messy mm-hmm. narrative. And I think she kind of was like, I regret some of this writing in this book. And it's like, well. Yeah. I'm just saying he's not super famous beyond, even though he is successful, he's not quite famous beyond being her husband. No. Like he doesn't have a, an, an Instagram presence on his You know own. what breakup I think people care about even more? No offense, busy. Shakira and Gerard Piquet. I know. Yes, mm-hmm. they're not even married. Mm-hmm. Their joint their joint statement said, "We regret to confirm that we are separating. We ask for privacy at this moment for the well being of our children, who are our maximum priority. Thank you in advance for your understanding and respect." Remember, they met on the set of the video for Waka Waka this time for well, Africa. Because he's a he's a football <laughs> soccer player. Because he's a soccer player. And she met, yeah. and it, that was the yeah. official song for the FIFA World Cup. The only one that I can mm-hmm. name. Well, except for, Mm -hmm. um, as you guys know, Cup of Life. (laughs) We've done this conversation. The Cup of Life. (laughs) But this one for Africa is a great song. So another split that really shocked me was Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey's It's Over. Well, it's funny because I saw a tweet that was like, why this relationship feel like it was so long when they were only together for about a year? 
you did the math. A year and a half, it's, like it's 18 months. Half, 18, 19 months. They, they got together in November 2020. That person has a point. This really felt like they'd been together forever. Like this really was like kind of felt like end game, you know? Mm-hmm. And when they were together, a, you know, they, they PR, did like in its way. They did a few of those very PRE photo shoots that I think helped elevate, you know, the the stature of this relationship. And also it was a nice it was the it was the not to talk about fine lines again, but they walked the line between like oversharing and undersharing kind of well, where it was like when they when they did it, they did it big with big photo shoots that got a lot of attention. But for the most part, they were kind of private. They didn't make their red carpet debut. This is why I they bolded this. To they me. didn't make their red carpet debut until the Oscar party two months ago, the Vanity Fair Oscar party two I'm months ago. I'm not trying to be rude, they had never but walked they the red felt private together. to me because neither of them have like a personality that I can figure out. <laughs> especially I mean, especially him. Especially Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Especially He's Michael like B. Jordan. He's famously uh, vague, obscured in a way. Guarded. Yeah, guarded yeah. is the it's word. Just, That's a good one. He's a good actor. He has good roles. He's hot. And, and that's about and it. And guarded. Uh, people say that she was not ready to settle down, and he was. He's 10 years older than her. That kind of makes sense. He's 35. Mm-hmm. She's 25. But. He's like, let's get married now. It feels like she bagged herself like the, like the you know, big fish. So what's the problem? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, He was spotted at a basketball game looking depressed. That's what another thing people were kind of pointing out online. No one ever looks super happy at a basketball game. You know, like when you're a celebrity oh in the God. front row you're and you're being photographed, everyone looks miserable. You're just speaking for yourself. Everyone looks miserable. You look kind of glum. It's like those photos of Adele looking like sad, but then in another photo, she looks happy. You look kind of glum. I mean, wouldn't you be? His father-in-law is no longer going to be Steve Harvey. Maybe Steve was like, Lori, 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 I don't approve. You want to talk about it? Yeah, we can talk about it. Okay, so how you What's feel? What's going on? We're on the yeah. air right now with it. Yeah. I feel fine. <laughs> I can't stand you. I'm fine. Damn. Ain't changed my life, now. I still got to go to work. I still People got to turn these up, corners. Huh? Uh-huh. I still got to take care of my family. Oh, uh, uh-huh. no, man, I've heard about it, you know. Uh, you yeah. know wish yeah. well, you know. I mean, I'm Team Lori, so, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. Team Lori yeah. 1,000%. You know, mm-hmm. she's my daughter. I love her. I support mm-hmm. her, you know. You know, he's, he, he's still a cool guy, you know, yeah, from what you I guys know. Had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, so, lot. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, 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 it's it's a breakup, you know. And, and I'm you're pretty right, sure people fine. break up. She even made Michael B. Jordan promote her, like, skincare, you know? Like, he yeah. really put in the work. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awful, I'm joking. They all did. That skincare sold out. It was so successful. Ooh, we don't know how many they made, okay? Yeah, that's true. That's true. We're being played. In fun and funky breakup news, uh, Shanna Mookler is auctioning <laughs> off her engagement ring Don't from Travis Barker funk. after he weds Kourtney Kardashian. The timing on this? Shady as fuck. <laughs> but it's good that she did it. And she sold it. There were 17 bids made for it. And she got 96 grand. But she's had this ring for a while. To choose right now to, to, uh, to sell You're it right. is a real specific play. She got $96,000 for it. 17 bids. That's it. I'm sure that this website gets a percentage of it, just like any auctioneer would. Uh, meanwhile, Kourtney Kardashian was hysterically crying for hours after she broke her $1 million engagement ring. Not to compare engagement rings, but, you know. I mean, what else are we supposed to do in this I segment? I know. We Shanna's was 96000 <laughs> Courtney's was a million. Well, we don't even know that Sh- We don't know what Shanna's was when he bought it. Come on. It might have been worth a lot less. It wasn't a million. Oh, you, you think it, oh, you think it, oh, you think it appreciated in value because of its mean, you think somebody's yeah, like out here meaning. buying this ring 
because rich people are freaks. Of course, a freak bought this for more than it was worth. The Travis Barker's yes. ex. Okay. The person who bought this is definitely a freak. That is show. like there's no there's no way around it. I don't know. Like a cursed object. This is like this is a cursed object from like I don't know a fantasy story. A fairy tale. This is an object you do not want in your home, and yet someone spent a hundred thousand dollars on it, <laughs> fought people for it. Right? I'm yeah, sure, definitely. You're like, would you want that in your house? Absolutely. Not. Can you imagine wearing this and then sharing that information with people? People like out and about, moving on. Anyway, I don't know. Moving on. We've one confirmed second baby and another like I'm not yes. quite sure what's happening. Baby, Shay Mitchell did give birth to a second baby. That's confirmed. Mm-hmm. But Abby De La Rosa yes. maybe is having a second baby with Nick Gannon. But may have twins. Okay, but she's you can't very tease deliberately twins. and she already had twins. She, she says, I'm pregnant. Another set of twins, Abby teased after announcing the good news. But the thing that she's doing that is I don't know if it's clever, I don't know if it's dastardly. But it's quite 2022. She's not telling anyone any details unless they subscribe to her OnlyFans, which is smart. I guess a little bit brilliant. It's a little Didn't bit brilliant Nick because Cannon she's taking just control say, of the, I'm the, getting a vasectomy. I don't trust this man anymore, and I refuse to. He said he was getting vasectomy consultations, and also he may not be the father. I kind of refuse to give this man any more of our attention. We don't know that he is the father. That's what she's going to do on her OnlyFans reveal who the father is. Sure, but why else um, would but- she? think that people care about who the father is for a reveal if not promote if not indicating it's nick cannon like that's what i'm saying it just feels very i'm thinking that it's either that which is the obvious answer or she knows that everyone assumes that it's nick so she's drumming up publicity because she knows that this is her last time to do so because the father may not be nick and then people are like womp womp it's just some guy and then at which point the baby is just a nah. Oh my god. The baby's a who if it's oh Nick. Oh my you know? god. No, the baby's not a who if it's Nick Cannon. I'm, I'm just sick of this Nick Cannon plot line. It's so... And But again, the thing that Nick Cannon keeps doing is taking... He keeps taking like very happy-go-lucky photos with the mothers of his children. Well, he's still friends like, with them. I, I cannot get over the fact that like all of these people, all of the mothers, the Nick and the and the women, they all seem to have a very well, good relationship. Never and if that's not the case, they're doing a really good on job. On TLC before, I guess. I haven't. I haven't. You know? It's just, I don't know, it's it's nice to me. I guess I should watch Sister Wives to see more versions of this narrative. <laughs> Should I watch Sister Wives? You know I do have Discovery Plus. No, you shouldn't. I'm just kind of making a joke about how, you know, plenty of, <laughs> there's like, I guess, a whole community of couples who live very happily with one man, lots of wives. You know, it is it is real. Dating seemingly confirmed Ari Lennox and a married at first sight reality star whose name is Keith Manley III. Ari Lennox is an R&B singer who I like a lot, actually. She mm-hmm. uh, was she. She's dating a married at first sight guy. <laughs> she appeared to have a new man in her in her life. He's not married anymore. I don't really know how that show works. I guess you get married or you get fake married and then you like live together and then they're like, "Do you want to get real married?" Like, there's some kind of twist about it that's not actually getting married. Okay, I can't speak on the show's inner workings because I, I can't either. Just the thought of that show makes me a little ill. But it did make him a minor celebrity is what I'm saying. And that's how maybe Ari Lennox met him, quote unquote, met him. Maybe just saw him on Instagram or whatever. In the future, would you go back and maybe date Iris again? Um, I don't know. 
It's a yes or no question, though. I can only go off of how I feel right now, and I honestly don't know. But you told me to move on. I did, because you asked. There are times where you have to be straight, and you got to be honest, and you got to be open. So that's why I'm saying to you, yes, no. Is there a chance that you would ever even try to date Iris now that the experiment is over? Because in her mind, she came here today thinking that maybe we'll work this out, and I would go home with him and make him my husband if I could. I don't think I'm ready to have a wife right now, and I don't think you're ready to, to be a wife right now. You can't speak for me, but thank I'm you I'm letting for you that. know what I think. Okay. I'm telling you what I think, because okay. that's all I can go off of. Okay. They posted a lot of photos together, and they got the language, which I love. Ari Lennox seemingly confirms romantic relationship married at first sight's Keith Manley II. Ari Lennox seemingly appears to have a new man in her life. You can just say, see appears to have a new man in her life, right? Ari Lennox appears yeah, to have a new man in her life. You don't mean seemingly. Is, is kind of redundant. redundant. I do like the end in which it says, a representative for Manly did not immediately respond to people's request for comment. A representative for Lennox could not immediately be reached by people. So these are two different situations that people has here. One had a, <laughs> one had a representative that they couldn't, that didn't respond. Ari, on the other hand, has no representative that they could figure out how to contact. They couldn't figure out her IMDb Pro didn't have enough Which is crazy because she's arguably know? more famous than him. So you so you can't figure out who her representation Definitely is. Definitely more famous. But somehow he has management email listed in his bio, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. He also has a cameo. He has a cameo. It's $55. He delivers in 24 hours. Maybe that's how they got his message. <laughs> cameo under $100 is a real... That's You can tell how famous somebody is, which is not that famous. He also wrote a book. He's a mentor. He does like mentoring. That's what he did, I think, before okay. he was married at first sight and after. Okay. Like motivational stuff? He okay, wed fellow it. contestant Iris Caldwell, but their union was short-lived. I do like the ending of this story, which is that Ari Lennox, she, a funny thing about her is that in the past she had said it's really hard for her to meet men because they're scared of her dog. Her dog is too big. It's a really cute, big Akita. It's a big, She has Akita. like the most Gorgeous. beautiful dog. She said... I'm bored, the Dreamville signee during, said during an appearance of Essences, if not for my girls. I'll find somebody incredibly interesting and like the sex is incredible and I'm sorry that's important. Or you're scared of my dog. Like, grow up. He's the sweetest thing. She does have a mm -hmm. huge dog. He looks so cute, though. I know. He, He's a little fluff ball. I know, but you have to like this. But this dog, if this dog's in your life, if this, if this, if you're dating a girl it's who has a life. big dog like this. The dog has to approve. Yeah. Finally, she found a guy who likes her big dog. Seems like that's the case. She appears to seemingly have found a guy who likes her dog. <laughs> Trying not to buy a dog on Craigslist, yeah. Trying to save my money, but I have to spend Thanks, you guys. Thank you so much. We got a rumored relationship that we've already gotten a lot of calls about, but we're just going to talk about it because it's happening now. Dua Lipa was seen making out with and dancing at a, a disco in Madrid over the weekend, and it's a star of Elite named Aaron Piper, and 
then later that weekend, he was seen making it with FK Twigs on her TikTok. So we don't know what's going around, but this guy's hot. But also, they're not even kissing. They're just dancing together. So, like, it's not like he's kissing both of them. He's kissing one in these professionally looking photos, which seem a little sus. And mm-hmm. in a TikTok video that's being publicly put out there. And he's dancing with Dua, not kissing her. He's gay in um, Elite and, like, has a lot of gay sex scenes. And what I love is that even when you're making out with Dua Lipa or dancing with Dua Lipa, yeah. there's something a little gay about it. <laughs> you know? I don't know what his what his deal is in real life, but he is gay on the show. And I think it's funny that, like, there's still something a little gay about even being spotted romantically with Dua Lipa. <laughs> Stop. You know what I mean? I mean, she's really she's you know I mean? one of the greatest talents of our generation. Okay, here we <laughs> go. Is. I found an article on a website. I don't even know what this website is, but uh, although very little, although very little is known about Iran's private life, you should know that the Spanish actor is heterosexual in real life. However, playing a homosexual oh. person within the elite aroused some rumors that questioned his taste for women, especially because of the incredible performances he performed alongside Omar. On the other hand, much has been said about his current yeah, sentimental his status because despite the fact that everything seems to indicate he is single, the Spanish media have linked him to the influencer Jessica, um, there's no way that I'm be able to pronounce this, Gochera, although this romance is okay. never confirmed by both of them. Well, first of all, that website was definitely written by AI. Yeah, no, that's why I'm <laughs> that's why I'm loving it. That sounded like an AI website. So we so so everyone is saying kind of like he's straight. This couldn't this may not mean anything. You know, like she just happens to be in Madrid. He lives in Spain. You know, like they just met You've up. You made a good point. They're dancing. dancing with Dua Lipa is just as gay as it is straight. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Dancing with Dua Lipa Making means Making out with FK Twigs also <laughs> kind of gay. <laughs> a little gay. <laughs> anyway, what we're saying is happy pride. Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita Ora celebrated the Queen's Jubilee by posting a bunch of photos of her in the Union Jack. Old this photos This was a of carousel. Her. That's an old Rita Yeah, because she's like, oh, um, I love the Queen. I love England. So she did that. She hasn't been there in months, I'm sure. I'm joking. I don't know. But like, <laughs> it's just funny. She's like, go Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, she spends time in Australia a lot. That's technically, no, isn't that like No, it's not. Kind of, isn't the Queen still like, doesn't she sort of reign over that? She also um, crowned, kind she of? also won the voice. Not her, but like her team won the voice. Like, that's big. Like, she mm-hmm. won, you know, the as a judge on The Voice, she now has a contestant under her that is the champion. The Voice Australia, but whatever. Yeah. She also showed off an eclectic style credential in the quirky ensemble as she went on a date night with boyfriend Taika Waititi, 46. And finally, Rita... <laughs> disappointed in you well you know what rita and rita and taika were doing on their date night they were talking about how much they love and respect johnny i mean Depp. they were going into instagram and like and strategically liking instagram posts I, in, in support of johnny depp which everyone i'm so disappointed in her i'm so disappointed in taika i'm so disappointed buzzfeed did a great job rounding up every celebrity who liked johnny depp's post after he was i guess I don't know. I don't even know how to describe what was happening. Well, there's something just so like vindicated. Well, there's something so why about that? Why? Why do this? Yes. Why do that? You know why? 
this is making a statement on something that I don't even think that they realize they're making a statement on. Or maybe they do realize that and they're like, we don't care. I think they do realize it. Yeah. And that's what's so upsetting to me. And I think the thing, you have celebrities who also liked Amber Heard's post, which is great to see. But the more shocking ones are the people who liked Johnny's. The people who liked Amber Heard's, according to BuzzFeed, there's like seven it's of them. It's cowardly, though, to like it after the trial's over. Oh, you like the winners? Uh, the quote unquote winners side? Like, mm-hmm. shut up. Well, it's also cowardly because, like, you have really famous people here. Like, it's not just, like, it'd be one thing if it was Rita and Taika and, like, Ashley Benson, you know? But it's, like, you've got really famous people, Naomi Campbell, writing hearts. You have Emma Roberts, Ian Somerhalder, Kelsey Ballerini, Zoe Saldana, Jason Momoa, who also liked Amber Heard's, Kelly Osbourne, Vanessa Hudgens, Jennifer But Aniston. I think a lot of them like, think that it's they're, almost like they're liking something that has to do with cancel culture, in a way. Well, what you have here is, like, I think by liking that post, you have people, com- like, deliberately or maybe, I actually don't even want to give people the benefit of the doubt, deliberately avoiding the fact that he abused her and saying, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there is something implicit with every like, and it's almost like, to me, there are so many likes and there are so many really famous people. Of course, there are not like who's on here, but there are so many famous people that I feel like it almost made people feel like they had a pass to like it. It's like, well, everyone's doing it. Why can't I do it? Like, I can show my support. After the case is over and he comes out victorious in a way, like it just it's I just think that it yeah, your case is not made here, guys. You know, liking this no. means it has no value. Right. Except for people saying like yeah. us being like, Ugh. anyway, we're very disappointed in Rita. We're done with the episode. Thank you for listening. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Don't you love that people call out Timmy in the calls now? Love it. Rate and reviews on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings. We love them. And we'll see you on Friday. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM. Bye. Have a good week. Bye. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday. You